to them. Amen. 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 Praise, Amen. God. Praise God. Amen. At this time, we have a choir selection. Amen. So I'm choir. Amen. Amen. Amen.
to victory.
Sam, because Sam is coming. I just forgot to announce. And how are y'all doing this wonderful afternoon? Welcome to another Sunday episode of The Story of My Life, starring your one and only Sarah Adewale. I just want to say I'm really glad and relieved that I was able to do another episode to air on another day during the week besides the Sunday. Hopefully this answers your question that you may have of me recording only on Sundays. Yeah, I'm trying not to make that a habit. I mean, it seems like I'm more so recording episodes on Sundays because, unfortunately, I tend to get all caught up with other stuff during the week. And trust me, I always want to try to make some time to do some writing of my podcast scripts and everything. My goal is to air at least two episodes per week one Sunday episode as well as another episode to air during any other day of the week. So as you guys obviously heard, I did my episode for yesterday. Also, it seems like I'm doing more Sunday episodes because I really like to include a church choir music in the background so so that's not just plain music less <laughs> not sure if that's even a real word but hopefully you get what i mean the faith the faith temple church choir is the only background music that i can incorporate on a sunday episode since using anchor and learning the technicalities of using it um i don't always have the best luck in knowing how to include background music um, but by chance, I was able to figure out figure that out for yesterday's episode. So I'm hoping that you heard some background music in the episode. <laughs> if not, then my clueless ass will try to figure out what the heck happened and how to include some music into it if I didn't. <clears throat> But yeah, anyway, this episode is a continuation of yesterday's episode where I talked about the majority of my co-workers. I'm not finished yet talking about every single one of them. I'll try my best to incorporate the rest of them in this episode before Anchor reminds me of the one hour time limit of recording. So as I was saying, my coworkers were literally the best part of my working at the YWCA. I really liked that most of them got to know me and I got to know a little bit more about most of them. At least only one or two counselors have quit during the seven week program at the Dumont camp. I'll get to that in a little bit. But for now, I want to start off by talking about the two male counselors for group four slash five, the oldest age group of campers ages nine through 12. It's called a group four slash five because there are one large combined group, two groups combined into one large group as suggested by the camp managers and assistant camp directors I was initially the counselor for group 4 slash 5 for only the very first two days of camp um, before one of the assistant directors permanently assigned me to a younger age group of campers, group 1B, campers ages 5 through 7. I already talked about my two female counselors in group 1B, the black girl you know, who's the lead counselor and the Hispanic woman who kind of joined us about a few weeks later. Um, I won't go into any more details about them in this case. Um, I already talked about them. So I'll talk about the black guy counselor who was the 
lead counselor for group four slash five. He had not been physically present in the classroom at the time when I was taking the attendance for the group four slash five campers. So it was only me and the 13 year old LIT girl. LIT again stands for leader in training which is someone who's training to be a counselor. At the YWCA camp, we had three LITs between the ages of 13 through 17 who were training to become counselors. So I wasn't sure exactly if they were getting paid the same as us counselors. I mean, I doubt that they were even paid at all um, because there had been some few days where weeks or so during the camp program in which their presence was not necessary Um, but for the most part they were just there to help us counselors as well as to shadow us um so group for group four slash five specifically um that lit girl was assigned as an lit to the group Um, to sort of assist the black guy counselor as he was leading the group. For the first two days of camp, it was me and this guy as the two counselors for the group, and the LIT girl just sort of of shadowed us. Um, This girl observed me taking the attendance for group 4 slash 5, and after I did that, we both sort of wondered to each other, okay, what do we do now? Um, Because I was new to the whole thing and I didn't even know that the black counselor was on his way. He had been very late at this time and I know that he was the one who had access to the iPad, which had the updated version of the camper's roster and everything. Um, So there was that one girl whose name I didn't call um, because I was only going by the names that I saw on my paper sheet that I had in my orange YWCA folder. Um, I did not have the iPad, um, which I believe included that girl's name. Um, Again, that young girl was the younger sister of the STEM specialist, you know, the girl who teaches STEM at camp, and the blonde girl counselor um, for Group 1A, um, both of whom I already talked about in yesterday's episode. Let me just get a water break first. I'm sorry. And I'm back. But yeah. But yeah, anyway, this guy, you know, the black guy counselor, um, he was the lead counselor for group four slash five. He was the one that started taking over, giving the campers directions and stuff like that. Um, I was just sort of assisting him. And the LIT girl was basic helping to assist us as well. Um, basically, she was there helping me assist this guy, you know, so to speak. Um, he's a pretty chill, laid-back guy. Um, I didn't mind working with him at all. Um, I just wish maybe he was a bit more on time, you know, if you knew full well that he's the lead counselor for Group 4 slash 5. Um, before I even started taking the attendance, I heard the group 4 slash 5 campers kind of wondering amongst each other, like, what are we going to do now? Because as the new counselor, I legit did not have access to the camper's schedule of activities or anything. So that's why I wished I kind of wished that this guy was more on time since he was the lead counselor and he knew their schedule of activities best. In fact, much better than I did at the time. Then, you know, I probably wouldn't have been all over the place mentally or, you know, all dazed and confused. But this guy was a pretty nice guy, though. Um, He was the one that actually offered to 
cut up my birthday cake for me, you know, into slices for the counselors and staff members to get on my birthday, you know, which was on August 5th. And also the same day as the camp talent show. All the campers in every single camp group had been watching the video compilation of the talent show um, in the gym, which was coordinated and organized by the music specialist, you know, the girl who teaches music to all the campers. Um, So she was also in charge of running the camp talent show, all of which I already talked about in the previous episode. But yeah, this guy offered to cut up my birthday cake for me into slices for everyone to get um, because I myself am awful at cutting up my birthday cake. I would literally get very nervous just holding a knife with just that instinctive fear of accidentally stabbing myself or deliberately. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Your beloved hostess is scared of knives. (laughs) Just kidding, I'm not really that scared of knives, but yeah, that's this guy. And after day <clears throat> sorry, after day two of the Dumont camp, um the male assistant camp director, you know, the black dude, um, he permanently assigned me to work with group one B along with the black girl counselor whom I already talked your ear off about in the previous episodes, so I won't do it again so much this time. Um, She had previously been working alongside another black guy who wears glasses and a gray baseball cap, I think it was. Yeah, so that guy got paired with the black guy counselor for group 4 slash 5, you know, permanently assigned to group 4 slash 5. So now they're two black male counselors assigned to group four slash five and in group 1b um this girl and i were the two black female counselors for the group um except that this girl was the lead counselor sort of calling the shots and giving commands to the young campers and then another woman joined us you know the hispanic woman so that made three of us lovely ladies in group 1b (laughs) I don't have much to say about the other black guy in group 4 slash 5 other than the fact that he wore glasses and a gray cap regularly along with a sweater with the hood in it so as to keep warm in the freezing cold of the of group 4 slash 5's assigned classroom and also in the gym one whenever we're in the gym oh and also he was a hugger <laughs> Um, just like the sports specialist guy. Um, this guy would also give every single camper high fives and carry them up, lift them up. He would mostly carry the 1B campers whenever he'd randomly stop by the 1B campers assigned classroom. Just like the sports specialist guy would do. (laughs) The 1B campers would literally jump up and down to get some hugs from this guy as well as some high fives <laughs> it was freaking hilarious to me so yeah that's all i have to say about this guy from for now um aside from the blonde girl counselor for group 1a you know the youngest age group of four-year-old campers which also included the identical twin sons of the camp manager himself you know the black dude who interviewed me for the position yeah those two kids were also his sons um the two other female counselors for that group 1a were older women um the oldest woman was this woman who i believe is in her early 60s this woman whom i talked about previously We always referred to her formally as Ms. J, J being her first name initial. Um, She is married with children that she mentioned about and possibly some grandkids too, I think. She also mentioned at some point, um, but we, we refer to her as Ms. Not like Mrs. or anything, but Ms. We never did 
refer to her by her last name or her last initial um mostly because it might have been a bit tricky to pronounce um i think it's something with an m as i recall from the employee roster that i used to be able to access on china um but now i don't remember anymore um anyway this woman was the oldest of us staff members um she was the only counselor to have an orange camp t-shirt um which she wore like pretty much every single day including mondays um the rest of us had white t-shirts which we were commanded to wear only on mondays but we also yeah when i say us i mean uh, staff including the specialists we all had the option to wear it on other days during the week as well like some of the male counselors and other groups did whom i'll talk about in a bit i mostly just wore mine only on mondays um but this woman was very sweet and kind and i think she mentioned that she works as a teacher's aide in one of the local school districts in the area sponsored which is sponsored by the ywca itself so yeah not necessarily at that particular school building itself you know hannes elementary but somewhere else in the district um i forgot to ask her exactly what school and where um but anyway she's very sweet and i say this a lot because on some mornings she would she would just sometimes give me general life advice i really admired her because i would open up to her about my struggles to find my dream job in journalism and that my working at my, the ywca is my only hope in helping me get there you know in further developing leadership skills and communication skills like necessary for the journalism field um i like that this woman was a great listener um providing me with advice advice by telling me to just not get not to give up um on my birthday um august 5th she advised me to enjoy being 25 um because now it apparently means that i am a quarter century old i'm like damn i really am a quarter there so i mean i obviously did not say that out loud of course i mean i was just thinking it in my own head <coughs> sorry <clears throat> anyway i kind of told her that i don't often feel like i've i've accomplished much so far in my life um because most of my peers at college at Montclair State um who have studied media and communications with me um they have all already gone off to acquire their dream jobs and all that wonderful shit and you know here I am still stuck in a rut and unable to find any other single opportunity or offer like within the field like Yeah, it's just pretty frustrating to me just applying and and applying non-stop and either not hearing back for an interview at all or, you know, not hearing back after the interview for an offer at least. Like it's just it's really frustrating um because I'm not sure why the media feel is that competitive and seemingly impossible. Um but anyway, this woman encouraged me to like not give up at all and of course to like stop comparing myself to anybody else you know like to my MSU peers that you know obviously when the right time comes it'll happen and yeah i really admired admired those words of wisdom um i obviously do not envision myself as a camp counselor permanently you know but i'm just hoping that my whole takeaway from working at the YWCA and also the YMCA um that previous summer um and I hope that the experiences are more than helpful enough to help me get my dream job in the media field um and yeah and speaking of which I was also able to connect with that other woman who also served as a counselor for that group 1A 
Yeah, that woman whom I previously talked about connecting with on LinkedIn. Yeah, we still message each other back and forth. Um, well, only on weekends um, because she is pretty busy during the week working as a teacher's aide in Ramsey. Um, <coughs> my God, sorry. It says paraprofessional on her LinkedIn page bio. Um, but that word is obviously synonymous with teacher's aid. Yeah, I looked it up. So um, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, this woman is also amazing. And I have her phone number as well. We only communicate with each other via LinkedIn messaging. Not so much as regular email. Um, we just exchanged our contact info with each other for beneficial purposes. This woman would also give me advice on not to give up on finding something that relates to journalism, you know, such as getting internships or entry-level jobs in social media, freelance writing, etc., etc. I think she said at some point during the seven-week program at the Dumont camp um, that she was going to try to link me up with some people. Um, she'd known while working in the media field and she too has a background in journalism just like I mentioned previously seeing on her LinkedIn profile as of right now right now yeah we haven't been in touch lately due to her busy schedule um, but I'm sure that we'll someday make time to get in touch with each other um, whenever we get the chance so yeah so yeah, that's all I have to say about her. Um, so there, are, there were t- only two female counselors who have quit during the seven-week program. Uh, one of them was this girl who I believe was previously a counselor for group three, along with the two male counselors. I don't really know so much about this girl at all. All I know is that she shares the exact same first name as my mom. And um, she looked like she was either Hispanic or Filipino or something. And it's not exactly clear what happened to her. And I don't think the camp directors or manager even brought it up with us at all. I don't think I ever interacted with her directly. Um... But I think I would sometimes see her in the office of the two assistant camp directors. I think whenever she was plugging in a time for her lunch break. But that's all I kind of knew about her. Um, I was able to like learn her full name on the Trinet app when I still had access to the employee roster. <coughs> Sorry. Um, the second female counselor who quit was a girl assigned to group two um she was one of the assigned counselors to group two um this girl was super nice and friendly and at one point in time she wore a Harvard t-shirt and i can still remember the funny interaction between her and the black assistant director dude when he asked her if she or someone she knew went to harvard and she was like nah this is just a random t-shirt i got and i think she mentioned mentioned getting the shirt from walmart or target um i do not remember where anymore but that girl was very nice i think i interacted with her only once or twice um but she was definitely one of the counselors for group two I think the reason she ended up quitting was because there had been some few times during one week of camp when where most specialist classes were being held outside. Even on days that were like sweltering hot, like brutally humid. Like yoga class for one example. There was this one Asian kid in group two. One of this girl's assigned campers who just flat out refused to participate in yoga. Um, this girl, the counselor, um, she would notice that the boy would always refuse to take part in yoga. 
It seemed like he would participate well in every other specialist activities, you know, music, sports, STEM, and art, um, but just not yoga for whatever reason. It seemed like it was a habitual thing, so yeah, that was definitely something worth reporting to the behavior specialist, as well as the two assistant camp directors and camp manager. It always had to be addressed whenever a camper flat out refused to take part in any camp activity simply out of laziness and stubbornness. And yeah, that was the particular case for this kid, just simple laziness and stubbornness for his habitual refusal to participate in yoga class. And so the female counselor thought that maybe it's because of the humidity of the weather that's taking a toll on most of the campers. I kind of agreed with her that they shouldn't allow campers to have specialist classes outdoors on such humid days. Um, because one of those days on that particular week was particularly hot, like 100 degrees or so. Yeah, I didn't agree it was right to have the campers outdoors in that kind of weather. And yeah, I think that's pretty much what this girl, you know, the counselor was saying. She was saying that she understood the need to address the boy's perpetual habit of refusing to take part in yoga class in general. Um, But at the same in general, meaning that yoga class obviously always took place inside in the gym. Um, But, you know, at the same time, um, what this girl is saying is that the camp managers and assistant directors needed to put the safety of all the campers first um, by making sure they don't stay too long in extremely hot weather. And, yeah, I definitely agreed with her on that, that, you know, it was too hot that day, that one day for the campers to be having yoga outdoors um i didn't understand why they couldn't just have yoga in the gym like they always did like it's always nice and cold in the gym with the ac constantly on so yeah i wasn't sure why at the time that yoga place was i mean yoga class was taking place outdoors along with the other specialist class activities let me just give myself another water break for my throat here. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> Don't worry, guys. I'm back now. Um, I think the following day after that, um, this girl... You know, the counselor quit completely. I think she might have already found the time to address these concerns of the camp manager and the assistant directors. Um, but then again, I personally don't know, nor did I have an idea ex- of exactly what, what went down or what was said and such. Um, But this girl was pretty nice, though, from what I gathered. Um, I think she's Hispanic or something. But she wore glasses, too, and she's very pretty. Um, That's pretty much all I know about her, besides her name and all that. Um, But she wasn't the only counselor for Group 2. She worked alongside two other male counselors for the group, um, one of the male counselors in that group was this Hispanic guy. Um, this guy is a year younger than me, and his birthday is actually four days after mine, so August 9th, which was on a Tuesday. Um, that Tuesday was on week 7, which was the last week of camp at the Dumont camp. This guy and I would often have friendly conversations during our lunch breaks well sometimes when we would would happen to eat lunch together in the office of the two assistant camp directors this guy often ate lunch in the alone in the office of the camp manager 
um, which was a smaller room with closed windows that are blocked by school supplies, which are actually owned by the staff who actually work at that school building right now. Um, but the assistant director's office is larger and more spacious because of the tables and the benches that are large enough to hold everything and everything. So that was the room with the two whiteboards filled with important camp announcements, such as my birthday being on August 5th, for one example. The windows were always open in the room, so at least you get some fresh air in the room to let it be cool enough. That was also where we staff members would plug in our times of going on lunch break, you know, which is 45 minutes long, on the small whiteboards. So there were a few times when this male counselor and I would eat lunch together. He also lives in the Teaneck area and he speaks with a little bit of an accent. He said that his family is originally from Guatemala, so yeah, that definitely explains the accent. He mentioned that he's an only child on his mom's side of the family, um, but that on his dad's side, he has about two younger siblings from his dad's other relationship or something. Um... Yeah, sorry, I'm just uh, making sure that my water bottle is still in place. Give me a minute, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Your hostess here is a little distracted. Almost there. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, yeah, that's what I was saying about this guy um but as for his mom she too is also one of the counselors at camp not assigned to any like particular camp group um i'll talk more about her in a little bit just let me finish talking about about this guy first this guy often alternates between being a counselor for group two and group three well, co-counselor, I mean, um, it's just dependent on who was present, who was absent, etc., etc. Anyway, he's a super nice guy. Um, he would sometimes wear his cap to camp, which is like a baseball cap or something. Um, one time when we were having lunch, he said that his birthday was coming up, which was that Tuesday, August 9th. And four days after mine. So I asked him if he was doing anything special. And he was like, nah, not really. He said that he doesn't usually do much of anything on his birthday. And I actually found that to be a bit surprising. It's surprising to me when people say they don't really do anything on their birthdays. Um, because it's like, well, why not? <laughs> I mean, your birthday is supposed to be a day of... <clears throat> sorry celebrating your life in my family we always acknowledge one another's birthdays including relatives um, family friends and people closest to us like close friends etc etc and we usually do do a get together or something you know mostly dining out at a restaurant somewhere like literally anything really especially for my nephews and niece being that they're kids yeah we always Definitely take them out to eat at my favorite restaurant, Olive Garden, which is apparently also their favorite as well. So yeah, your birthday is basically a celebration of another year being added to your life. An unpopular yet slightly off-topic opinion. I think everyone should always have something to do for their birthdays, no matter how big or how small. Your birthday is a celebration of your life and being another year older. Like, I don't understand those who say they don't do anything for it. But anyway, that's just my personal take on it. That you should always do something for it no matter what. Um, but for this guy, though, I think you said that he eventually had gone out and do something for his birthday with his mom. Like, they probably went out somewhere. Like, maybe went out to eat somewhere, but... 
I did not remember to ask for more details, although I kind of wished I did. He is a year younger than me, so he turned 24 that day. And it was uh, and it was also 3 days before the last week of the Dumont camp. And so about this guy's mom, she was also one of the counselors. She too has the accent. Um I think I heard her mention at some point that she's in her late 50s or something, but she's very nice. She's known to all the campers as Miss Miss Q. Q being, I think, her last initial. Um, but yeah, I never got the chance to like look up to see what her full name was, both first and last name. Um, but apparently, most of the campers know this woman um, because I think she either works at that school itself or another school within the district also sponsored by the YWCA. When I say most of the campers, I meant most of the campers in every single camp group, not just in my group 1B. Although most of the campers in group 1B appear to know this woman as well. Um, They would often come up and give her a huge hug and everything. She was great at giving hugs. Um, She appears to have been working at the YWCA for quite some time now, um, a few years or so. So it's apparent that most of the campers and some of the staff members know her. Um, It's my first time working there, so I certainly did not know her that well or at all. Nor did I know that almost everyone was actually that familiar with her already. But yeah, she is very nice. She was sometimes a bit on my case about me using my phone during camp because, you know, I did tend to be kind of super distracted by it. Yeah, I'll talk more about that in another episode, why I obsessively use my phone so much during camp. Um, but other than that, she she was really nice and had a great sense of humor and apparently rather outspoken. She was the only staff member who wasn't really assigned a particular camp group, although I would often see her as one of the co-leaders for either group two or group three. Not necessarily for group 1B, although she has stopped by our 1B's classroom a few times just to check in with me, the black girl counselor, and the Hispanic woman, and the campers. I think she just went from group to group where wherever the camp manager and assistant directors assigned her to on a particular day. Um, she wasn't present at camp every single day of the week. Um, I think it just mostly depended on her schedule and when she was able to like stop by and and when she did come to camp it was also more so to assist her son you know the guy whom I just talked about and because he's one of the co-counselors for group two or group three depending on which group he was assigned to for the day so yeah that's all I have to say about this woman um another male counselor I'd like to talk about is this guy who wore glasses and is Syrian American he told me his last name at some point, but I totally forgot what it is or how to pronounce it. I think he said he's from Montclair, um, um, because that's where he went to Montclair State, just like me. Um, this guy has mentioned that, like me, he's a communication student, so an SCM student. SCM, of course, stands for the School of Communication and Media at Montclair State. Um, I believe he said that he was studying film or television, TV production. Both programs offered in the undergraduate program at the SCM, you know, like, alongside journalism, public relations, etc., etc. He said that he was going to be a senior in the fall, so I think as of right now, he is in his senior year there. Wishing him the best of luck right now, um, because he certainly needs a whole lot of it. 
as far as I can tell. Um, I always wondered how I have never seen this guy physically on campus before. Um, but then it hit me that he's only a few years younger than me and I have graduated before him. Um, I don't really want to talk so much about that right now. Um, but yeah, he's a great guy and an awesome counselor. As a counselor, he did not take any crap from any of the campers, especially the disrespectful, smart-mouthed ones like this one boy whom I talked about as an example. This one boy was an assigned camper to group three, um, so he was a bit of a smart-mouth. Um, but this kid has an older sister who was in group four slash five. And the girl seems to be much nicer and sweeter than this boy. Um, this guy was one of the lead counselors for group three. So unfortunately, he had to put up with the likes of that smart mouth kid who had once mouthed off to him. Um, this guy certainly didn't take crap from disrespectful campers like this boy. Not that all the campers in group three were disrespectful. They were not at all, but this guy was just tough. Like, he was great when it came to caring about them and solving conflict and stuff. Um, but he certainly always stood, it, stood his ground when it came to disrespect, which obviously isn't allowed at camp. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about him for now. I kind of wish I'd gotten his number now that I know he's a Montclair State student. And since I no longer have access to the employee roster of China, now I can't even look up his full name or email address or anything of that nature so that I can look him up on social media and follow him or something. But you know what, um, there's always a next time. I'm pretty sure I'll get the chance to do that with the black girl counselor as well, getting all her contact info and stuff like that. This guy often works alongside another guy in group three. And that other guy is this Indian American guy who sometimes filled in for group 1B when necessary. Um, I think there was another time or so in which the Hispanic woman counselor was absent. Not necessarily out sick or anything, um, but this guy filled in for her in my group 1B. Um, this guy is about four years younger than me. <coughs> Sorry. And most of the 1B campers liked this guy, being that he was the only male counselor. So yeah, that was that. But he was mostly the lead counselor for group 3. Along with the guy whom I just told you about. Who went to MSU with me. Well, not physically with me, but you still know what I mean, hopefully. <coughs> Sorry about that. Let me just give myself another water break. My throat just... I don't know. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm back. <laughs> I don't know what's up with my throat today. I guess it's from all that singing. But still... <laughs> <laughs> sorry here it goes again <laughs> but yeah as I was saying in group 3 besides those two guys it was the third LIT a 17 year old guy who almost always wore sweats to camp like I'm legit not joking this guy would come to camp wearing a sweater with the hoodie and sweatpants and one time during morning dismissal, when we were about to have a staff meeting with the assistant directors and the camp manager, so that they could speak to all the counselors, including the LITs, the female assistant director once said that just looking at this guy all dressed up in sweats was enough to make her feel sweaty. 
<laughs> oh my god because i think on that particular day it was super hot and one of the announcements that the manager and the director told us was that since it was going to be a particularly humid day um that most of the camp activities would be indoors including afternoon dismissal which would take place inside the gym and so we begin to wonder to ourselves how this 17 year old guy didn't feel so hot or sweaty wearing sweats and being that i found literally anything hilarious like i was laughing my ass off well at this guy for wearing sweats not directly at him though but but you know just also at the idea of sweating like it was pretty hilarious to me for like no reason at all <coughs> yeah but yeah anyway this guy was a pretty nice guy because he was under 18 he was an lit and he was mostly in charge of groups two and three um mostly group three but there had been times in which he occasionally filled in for group two um he was mostly in group three with the two guys whom i just talked about a few minutes ago um would wear those sweats pretty much every day to camp but he was certainly right to wear sweats whenever we were in the freezing ass coldness of the gym (laughs) Um, but whenever we're at the Dumont Swim Club for the camper swim, swimming time lessons, he would definitely strip off all those sweats and change into his swimming trunks, obviously. And um, I hate to say this out loud, and I know I really shouldn't, but he looked damn good shirtless. <laughs> like, I'm really serious, he did. And his curly, long, blonde hair, like, damn... Okay, I guess I should stop mentally flirting with them now. <laughs> but he is a nice guy. Those cute curls, he'd wear it into a ponytail over a cap whenever we were indoors in the school building or outdoors for some camp activities or something along with the sweats. The only times he'd ever really let his hair down was were when we were at the Dumont Swim Club and on the last day of camp when we had the camp carnival and he volunteered to be the person to be dunked in the dunking game activity with the water or whatever the hell it's called (laughs) never mind i just looked it up right now and it's called a dunk tank so yeah that was the other time in which this guy had let his hair down and he was shirtless the whole time and even when he was wet and covered with water after the <coughs> each of the counselors of i mean the campers have dunked him like it was super hilarious to me and the whole game was just super fun um so was the entire carnival which i'll talk more about in another episode after this but not right now of course <coughs> sorry also in group three was a female counselor um a woman who i would assume was in her early 40s or something of that nature this woman was super nice and she also filled in for a group two regularly um but she was mostly the assigned counselor for group three she was one of the new campers who didn't start working at camp until somewhere in week four, I believe. This woman once mentioned something about having a daughter, so I assume that she's either married or engaged or something. Also, she has a lot of visible tattoos on her arms and shoulders and stuff. I don't remember anymore what they looked like, but one time at the Dumont Swim Club, I kind of overheard two of the male counselors talking about how this woman sort of looks like a gang member because of her visibly present tattoos. I know I shouldn't have laughed my ass off, but I can't help but think that gangs are funny. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, I wasn't laughing at this woman. I mean, I just found the idea of gangs funny for whatever goddamn reason. Do not ask. 
y'all better get used to the idea that your hostess here loves to laugh a bunch you do not question it you just learn to accept it that's all move it or lose it that's my motto but anyway despite these guys thinking weirdly about this woman's appearance um because of her tattoos she's actually very nice and friendly to me like always greeted you with the wave and smile um she also didn't take crap from campers so she too was a bit tough with the group three campers when necessary two other male counselors were also two black guys who also kind of came in sometime between week four and week five I only knew them both by name because, you know, they would write down their names whenever they were plugging in their times for lunch breaks. So that's how I knew their names, like their first names, I mean, but never really had any direct interaction with either one of them personally. Um, Both guys were assigned to groups two and three, often alternating between both groups. (coughs) sorry i think one of them also covered group four slash five at one point though but um i cannot remember clearly anymore they're both nice guys as well often greeting me with the little casual hey what's up and that was pretty much it one of the guys is a bit taller than the other and the taller guy had like dreadlocks or something so yeah the dreadlocks are a distinguishing feature yeah um i think he was the assigned counselor for group two but mostly for group two but he often filled in for group three when necessary and the other guy was a bit shorter a bit more chubby and had the regular afro and such so He was the um, lead counselor for group three, I believe. Yeah, but he also sometimes filled in for group two when necessary. So, yeah, that's how it works. And that's pretty much all I know about them so far. Um, And that's, yeah. And I think I've said so much in this episode already. And I am completely aware of it. Um thankfully anchor has not yet reminded me about my one hour time limit um you know i'm using 52 minutes so far um but even if it has reminded me um unfortunately i must respect that um it's still not over yet of course um i still have yet to talk about the behavior specialist woman um the emt nurse dude and the two camp managers and the two assistant camp directors and also the hr guy whom i reached out to in the first place about this position um yeah um i'm gonna talk about all of them as well um it's very important for me to talk about each and every single one of them um but this is pretty much been it for my sunday episode so far i do not want to keep talking any much further otherwise my throat will continue to keep acting all weird for whatever reason again i guess it's from all that singing in the church choir i'm just joking but yeah um but if you have any questions comments or feedback about my show in general um please don't be afraid to hit me up on facebook instagram twitter and other places on social media i am very active on instagram and i have two accounts my personal which is summer girl of 97 that's s-u-m-m-e-r-g-i-r-l-o-f-9-7 summer girl of 97 and my professional which is sarah underscore journalist that's my name sarah with an h don't forget that please underscore and the word journalist um in the meantime i wish y'all an amazing week 
um stay safe stay warm and i hope 2023 treats y'all super